We are laterally shifting into the fantastical world of Keyforge, discussing lore, rules, strategies, decks, organized play, and of course, the Nordic Keyforge League. Behold the orb of wonder as a red baron seeks out Nizak, the Forgotten, in an attempt to avoid the purge of the Grim Reaper. We look forward to the winds of exchange, granted that we aren't hit by a devastating timequake first. This is the Nordic Keyforge Podcast. Welcome everyone, welcome to another episode of the Nordic Keyforge Podcast. I am Zaramis, and with me I have Jason, the captain, and Jonas, Hydrophilic Attack. Welcome people. Hey guys. Thanks. Hello. How are you all doing? I am doing pretty good. Exhausted. I, uh, I'm celebrating the birth of our second son who was born last Monday. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, little Edward um, came into the world on Monday evening. I call him Edi for short. So is it true that you named him after Edi? Is that... <laughs> no, not... We didn't name him after Edi. It was just a fortunate coincidence for me, being that is my favorite card. But yeah, <laughs> he is an Edward, not an Eddie, though. Anyway, uh, Hydro, how are you doing? <laughs> Thanks for asking. So, you know, I have had a horrible week. And, you know, it's all your fault, Saramis. My fault? Yes. Why? What's he done now? Because when we recorded seven days ago, you started singing a horrible song. And this horrible song has been stuck in my head for the last <laughs> seven days. <laughs> and, you know, it's this, uh, the 12 days of Christmas. And it goes on and on and on. And it's been looping in my head over and over and over for this last week. So 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 I'm in hell, guys. On the first day of <laughs> Keyforge, Jonas gave to me a hellish nightmare scape of this song there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, do we need to release that as a Christmas single, a Christmas jingle? No, then I need better lyrics. Anyway, how's your Keyforge week been? Um, I, I lost my last game unacceptable i was on a winning run in silver and the pressure is on me as it's me versus slow aaron which we're playing at the weekend and i have never been more nervous up against a lineup of age of ascension decks because he's been wiping the floor in silver with Age of Ascension. With six Age of Ascension decks, is that right? He's got six Age of Ascension decks, and he has been wiping the floor. He's lost only... I think he's lost one game. And he's... I think, is he 10 for one? Or 10 for two? 10 for two. What is in these Age of Ascension decks? Tell us, Jason. I, I, I don't think it's fair until the end of the season. We can look at them, you know. So yeah, we can we can look at them. I haven't started... I haven't started my Forge casting yet, but... Um, I'm a little bit scared to, to start looking at that. But apart from that, I have been um, rocking a Dark Tidings deck with seven Hastatus Raptors in, which I'm really enjoying, uh, which uh, and Gunnar Witch said, um, sent that to me as, as a gift because it had Captain in the name, and I'm collecting those. And he thought it wasn't that much. I'm really enjoying it with those seven dinosaurs. Um how many other dinosaur creatures? There's a couple of others. You've got an auxiliary brontosaur. Uh, bro- yeah, 
Brutodon. Auxiliary Brutodon in there. Um, Wait, he does. He he doesn't exist in Dark Tidings. Does he not? Maybe I've got the wrong 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 deck there. Yeah, we can only assume that he's been charged for the murder of Saurus Rex. So he's no longer with us. Is he not actually in Dark Tides? Okay, maybe it's uh, another one as well. Anyway, either way, I've got a Bury Riches on there as well. So actually, it's a pretty nice um, Ember uh, Rush as well there as well. And it's not bad for a 58 deck, 58 Sass as well. So I'm quite enjoying it. I don't think I'd bring it into the league. but yeah, Probably not league-worthy, but the point I wanted to make is that these raptors, they give you a lot of creatures in one house that are quite durable. Yeah. So you sort of have a reap pressure all the time or a fight pressure. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Yeah, that was that was my Keyforge week. Um, I haven't played as much, obviously, but Jonas, go for it. Right. So, yeah, I lost my league game and I should have won. Because uh, the second game was a good matchup and I screwed it up and lost a game I should have won. It was all on me. I cannot blame anything else. Uh, the first game I won, the second game uh, I should have won, but I lost. Uh, and my opponent played perfectly, by the way. He really played great. Uh, my opponent was uh, Lord Alatar. So, yeah, uh, I feel a bit bummed about losing 1-2 there. Uh, I'm actually at risk of being relegated from, from the Diamond. Oh wow, that that would be a shocking time. Has has the deck quality finally caught up to you? Actually, I think my deck quality this season is better than it has been. Mm. So uh, I think I've just not played super well this season. That's it. Oh. All right, Darn, my hypothesis of masses of decks being open finally catching up may might not be right. So, my Keyforge week has been a very, very calm one. I played a couple of for fun matches. Uh, I played my league game. When did I play my league game? I don't remember anymore. Who did I even play against? But it feels like I've won a lot. So, so it's probably going well. And I'm going up against Sysox, the leader of the division, the diamond division. On Thursday, I feel a 3 coming up. Uh, I'm being going to be crushed. I'm sure of it. Well, you would be disappointing a lot of people if you are. Uh, well, at least I won't be disappointing me. So all is well. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I have been overperforming and been overhyped too long now. It's time <laughs> to take the fall. Uh, oh, but uh, that, that's that's been my week. Um, but apart from our own Keyforge weeks. There are so big things happening in Keyforge, or not happening, you could say. It might be more of a non-event, <laughs> but anyone who's listening to a Keyforge podcast has probably not missed what has happened in Keyforge. Fantasy Flight Games have finally spoken up about what the status is with Keyforge, and the status is oh. pretty borked, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone want to give a, a short rundown of what actually was given to us by Fantasy Flight Games? Yeah, um, Fantasy Flight finally, um, like you say, released a, a blog post, some news from uh, about um, Keyforge, where they've been releasing news about almost every other game that they're publishing right now, apart from Keyforge. And the reason that 
of why they haven't been producing news has finally has also was, was was revealed there and it was kind of a, a good and bad news post the bad news which was where they started was that the algorithm algorithm that they used to create the decks is broken um and they just used the word broken. They didn't go into a huge amount of detail, but they also said that it needs to be built from the ground up, which means that it must be pretty darn broken. Then they also said, but don't worry, because we are still investing in the game. We Set 6 is ready to go, so here's a teaser. Um, we'll get onto that teaser later, uh, but that's our Winds of Exchange. And it's ready to go, it's ready to print, but obviously they need the algorithm to print. Then they also go on to say that they have, they are in discussions with a UK company, Stainless Productions. Is it Stainless? Stainless Games. Stainless Games. Uh, thank you, Hydro. Saying that they're in discussions about a digital version of the game, and that's all the information they can share right now. And that was about it um, with the news. That's um, in a nutshell. A little bit more came out later, but we can get onto that in a second because a couple of Fantasy Flight employees came out. Balance Sheet, who um, is the new art director, and also Aaron, who is a developer uh, on the game, both came out and said, actually, yeah, it is true what they said, but we're still excited about the game. So they're also coming out and doing the job of the non-existent marketing team to kind of back up what this press release has said. Uh, there was also Tyler Parrott. And Tyler Parrott on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, but that is basically what they said. So Keyforge is in hiatus because of a broken al- algorithm and there isn't a timescale on this. Right. So you, Jason, you work a bit with computers. I don't understand computers. I don't understand algorithms. How can an algorithm break? I'm not a programmer. Yeah. Um, all I can say is uh, what I've written other programmers talking about through the discords that I that I'm a member of. But algorithms, when it comes to this kind of stuff, are so insanely complex that um, if something in one part breaks and it causes you try and fix it in one way, it causes like a chain reaction, and things can get broken. The other side of this is, is that maybe the algorithm in the first place was really good for Kota, for AOA, but when more mechanics started to come into the game, there's a chance that it didn't really work as well as it should. For example, enhancements. Um, there were rumors that the algorithm wasn't actually saving, which cards are being enhanced um which is why we can't get the details out on in, in tco and so and one thing that balance sheet said in his post on the sanctimonious discord he said that actually to support the game going forward it needed a revamp anyway so there's a chance that it wasn't per- really perfect to begin with but it did the job for the earlier sets yeah right and another theory that has been floating around, of course, is that it was not broken, but it was left in a broken state, or the person who actually could develop it didn't do it or, or couldn't continue working, or, or even maliciously left it in a state that it wasn't working in. Um, but this is all speculation, right? This now. is definitely, it's 100% speculation, but I'm just saying that 
signs point to the fact that it isn't the generating cards in a random order that is the problem, but rather creating high resolution images and sending them to the printers mm. of the cards. It's been detailed if you go back uh, when Keyforge was just new, there is a very informative post on Final Fantasy Fantasy Flight Games uh, <laughs> website uh, that details how, how complex it is to print unique decks in this way because how print runs are done and how the science of documents for print is done and so mm. that, that the actual uh, complexity of the algorithm is much more tied to printing the decks and producing the decks than it is to generate which card should go in. Mm. Specifically, I guess the unique elements on the card where you have the deck name on the card, you have the unique back on the card. So every part is unique. Yeah. If you look at the art on the back on, and the name, there are, each deck will have a card that's only in that deck uh, in terms of printing. Mm. Yeah, well, when I heard this, I, I I was just in disbelief because I couldn't understand if if it's break, how don't they have like a version control and stuff like that? Backup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping it's more related to these things you talked about that it's new features and stuff like that. But yeah. But I mean, also it's very easy for me to say how could they do this? I'm an internet nobody who has never done anything. <laughs> like this game <laughs> so it's very easy for me to to criticize them yeah uh, and of course the people who are most frustrated by this is going to be them so yeah i don't believe the malicious attacks for one second like anyone working you know developing any kind of professional um complicated system like this will have backed it up they will have they haven't heard of Git, <laughs> github they um they sh- they should have done or but but like you say version control if they were any good, and they must have been good to build up what they did, they must have backed it up. So to be able to go back a few versions, of course they can. But to to fix a complicated algorithm for future for the future, it needs work. It should be mentioned that in one particular incident, just an anecdote here. In one particular incident, we received in my job within IT, let's say. Uh, integrity and systems mm. uh, once we had an update uh, directed to us from the company creating the software that not only broke the software in question it also uploaded backups to all our existing backups that corrupted them all oh well <laughs> yep there you go then <laughs> it is possible for someone to not just mess up yeah <laughs> And that was without any kind of maliciousness. And we received a very gentle email saying, oh, now we see that you mentioned that you were running Mac OS X. The new <laughs> client must absolutely not be run on Mac OS X. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, as you told us yesterday, we have now performed the upgrade. We can't open anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. But uh, I, I agree. It sounds more like a, a fault in adaptation and future development than anything else. Yeah. But they say broken, which suggests that something has happened to it. Yeah. I think it's, and I don't even, I'm not even upset by the fact that this, this, this algorithm or what they started with wasn't perfect to begin with. I mean, you said I'm not, a, I'm not a developer or not a programmer um, in such a sense, but I do work with Microsoft Power Apps a lot of, the, a lot of my working day. And even working with customers, when you start working with customers and working with beta versions, then you you know it's not perfect, but it does the job. 
So if but but you go out with it anyway because it's all about money. It's all about how much resources they're willing to spend on the on the product at the time. Okay, does it work? Does it get the results we want now? Yes, great. Okay, let's go with it. Then obviously Keyforge became ridiculously popular. A million decks opened, two million, etc. And we're getting to this point where, okay, we need to fix this at some point. When do we stop the machine? Um now we need to stop the machine. Now it needs to be fixed. And now Keyforge is that game that, you know, it's popular enough that they want to invest in doing it properly. Another good reason why Fantasy Flight will not kill Keyforge, because they're choosing to invest in redoing the system. But this brings us on to the continued theme here, because they didn't only say that it's broken and we're trying to fix it. They also said that they are investing in a digital version, something that people have been clamoring for for ages. Many of us have said that it's the only thing that could save Keyforge is an adaptation to the online world because mm. it's what it was designed for once upon a time, at least according to Garfield. And it's so obviously a, a game made for online play where you could generate a deck for a, a very small sum Say you would pay $10 to receive a deck and then you could receive it and print on demand if you wanted it to play it in real tournaments. There are so many potential things that can be done with a digital Keyforge. And all of this brings us to the big question today. How do we feel about this? No matter what is behind it or the explanation and so on, what do, you, what do the two of you feel about this news about Keyforge after this long time? It makes so much sense to me now um the really awkward crucible cast that we had last year where they tried to talk about how we can play keyforge during the pandemic uh you know playing <laughs> playing with the webcam and 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 having a really awkward setup and everything if this was all this digital client if the contract talks and i'm saying that there's a really good episode out from call of discovery they're really quick to, to and, and and on on Friday or on Saturday, they released a podcast episode already, and they mentioned actually if something like this was happening, a company the size of Asmodee, it will be taking a year just to get the contract correct before they can even mention anything. Now, in this time, if anyone on um, on a Crucible cast, on uh, from anyone from Fantasy Flight talking about the Crucible Online that would put this digital thing in jeopardy because they're pushing a different version of the game. And so this makes so much sense that I think this was that this was being planned since maybe Kota or Airway, um, but they just couldn't talk about it because nothing has been decided. By the fact that they've named the company, we are 90% certain that we're going to see something next year because they're still in discussion. So that makes so much sense to me. And that's what gives me a lot of confidence in there as well. And I am excited about this, a proper digital client. I really am. Um, but what, what, what do you guys think? That's, that's, that's what I think about the certainty of this happening, at least. Okay, so um, I'm a bit in two minds. The main thing I think this is really exciting is... It means that despite everything, they are investing into the game and they are seeing a future for the game. And uh, that's, with, despite these bad news, 
they it it seems like a sign that they are really going to push through it mm. when they're making such a big investment into into a digital client. Uh, a digital client is something I have wanted since the start, but then gradually felt well. I have had some concerns about it come up gradually. Like, will previous decks be supported depending on the business model? Uh, like, uh, if it's free to play, probably they are not going to let you use your previously printed decks because they would want you to get it through the app or whatever. Uh, would they send cease and desist to the Crucible Online because they now have a competing platform? On the other hand, if they can make this game work on a mobile phone, like uh, <laughs> uh, my my weekend mornings and uh, commuter train trips, they would be heaven if I, if I can play this game on my phone. I'm sure that's a really huge challenge to to get these huge battle lines onto a small screen. But if they can make that happen, that would be incredible, and I would love that so much. Mm. Uh, so overall, I'm I'm excited about this, but I have some concerns yeah i mean if it's if it, if it is not back compatible that was gonna that's, that might upset a lot of people if there's no way to get the current decks i mean i've got 100 opened um simon you have five times that amount six times maybe 450 480 something like that yeah yeah so that's a lot of decks that we're not going to be able to play online especially if they give tco a cease and desist which you know the size of Asmodee, it doesn't won't surprise me if they do, which is unfortunate. Um, I really think that they will just enable all the old decks, but then have rotations, like rotations online, like in, uh, they will have one format that is all, like if, if they are at all in tune with online gaming right now, they will have one legacy format where you can play whatever deck, and then they will have one format that is the three latest sets or so uh, that will yeah. start with online only decks. Uh, or something like that, and then people can play all their old decks in Legacy, or you can compete in this latest format where they also can fix yeah. the balance issues and so on as they rotate yeah. things around. Yeah, and, and 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 a big thing, obviously, for us that we're all we're all involved in a uh, fan-made online league. You know, are you going to be able to make your own tournaments? Oh yeah, there and run your own tournaments uh, in in that way. Are they going to support that or? Are they going to make that more more difficult? Um, another question I have, you know, going I mentioned about the enhancements. Uh, if the enhancements, if they've lost that information of the five hundred thousand mass mutation decks that are printed, have they lost what they? You know, how do we verify that information if they don't have that information saved? Um, Please have that information saved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, really, really. So it's on my best decks of mass mutation, like a lot of other people. So there's a lot of questions that about this that I, I kind of want answered pretty soon. Um, yeah, I, I hope that they will take this uh, moment to start communicating more now that they might not be bound by contracts anymore. It's obvious that they were all waiting for this post because suddenly you have FFG employees everywhere posting yeah. on Twitter, on Facebook, yeah. and suddenly they're like, oh, here's what's going on. Here's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, this is what I heard about day one, like a balance sheet said, oh, I heard about this day one, but I couldn't say anything. And suddenly they're commenting on things. I really, really hope that that they will 
take this opportunity and communicate with us because we want the game to go on. It's a brilliant game. Yeah, and I really hope we see the return of Crucible Casts, even though there are no sets coming out. There's no big news coming out in many ways, but just to have the developers sit down and talk about the game, talk about their card, their favorite cards, talk about you know what they enjoy from the game, talk about some of the other design, talk about rules, questions that have come up. Uh, all that stuff that we got from the previous Crucible cards, even though we all know nothing's going to happen, let's let's just get some more communications out. But that will not happen for quite a while since they have said that they're going on a hiatus. And what do we make of that? Like, do we, do you guys want to take a break personally? Or how do we feel about this? It will be a year until anything Keyforge happens. Will you be as excited to just go on without a new set and just play the same decks, or or do you want to like take a break in order to conserve your energy? Like Hydro, how how do you feel about the hiatus? Um, actually, I would be excited to get back more into uh, local play. Uh, so I'm hoping these news doesn't mean that people are discouraged from coming out and playing but after the pandemic i think i think people do want to play we had an event like i talked about before in stockholm and we are trying to organize more events and you know i don't have to buy a lot of decks i can just buy decks when i go and play sealed which is how i prefer to buy decks anyway and uh, you can i don't know you can rotate the sets if you're playing sealed like you don't always have to bid by, by dark tidings you can have some events with kota some with the aoa and so on mm. uh, to keep it fresh but yeah i want to i want to keep it up uh, i was a bit down when the news was released but uh, my conclusion after thinking about it is yeah, we, I'll, I'll push through this and I will still have fun with the game and you can still have infinite decks competing against an infinite number of opponents giving you infinite squared possibilities. So, uh, yeah, I will still keep playing. What about you guys? Um, I This has actually given me uh, a lot of energy to try and get Keyforge going in my area. Uh, I've heard rumors of a, a new shop opening in, in Quivler, who they're going to focus on like uh, card games and miniatures, um, not, not not really board games, but um, Keyforge was one of the ones that they were talking about as well. So it's going to be a place where people can sit and play as well. And I'm excited about that. I want to give more time to uh, trying to teach people. And I spoke to, I met up with one of my gaming groups last night and we talked about the news for a little bit and they were just like, okay, cool. They're going to, they're going to fix stuff and it's going to be better. Um, just the initial reaction of people who have only dipped their toe into Keyforge was actually quite promising. Uh, more to that, like there, <laughs> there's been a huge, um, uh, a lot of the content creators have, have all kind of come out just going, yeah, let's just, let's just keep keep doing what we can to keep people engaged, which is the big thing that we, we need to do. Um, and I'm joining a couple of them to um, on, a, on a new upcoming project. Um, I'm not going to say too much about that now, because uh, but in the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing a lot uh, of news coming out of uh, Swindle. Um, Karen's obviously already put stuff in the uh, Swindle main Swindle tournament server. There's something coming out. 
um, but more come out later and I'm getting involved in that. And so actually, I'm actually quite excited about doing more Keyforge stuff. What about the league? First of all, will you continue participating in the Nordic Keyforge League or what do you, what do you think? I will be, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm chasing promotion up to gold this season, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quit while um, more ahead than I've ever been in my uh, Keyforge competitive life. So I'm gonna keep pushing. Um, I've already got my lineup sorted for next season, um, for example. So I am planning for the possibility of gold. I'm not saying planning for gold yet, seeing as I'm playing the probably the top four people in yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we will delve more into the league update after this segment. But uh, but yeah, I will continue. I think once again that it's the best competitive format. What about you, Hydro? Yeah, I'm continuing in the league as well. Um, I've been there since the start, and I've been enjoying it all this time. Uh, I have invested in decks recently on the secondary markets, and yeah, I'm I'm ready to continue and have fun with the league for sure. Well, then, uh, what do you all wonder, of course, will happen with the podcast? Will we keep talking about nothing at all or everything at once for uh, a year more? I mean, of course not. I can't I can't play and talk at the same time. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do enjoy playing and talking at the same time. Um, it's a really good distraction for uh, the opponent. <laughs> <laughs> to play and talk at the same time. <laughs> Both of you know that I never shut up. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it seems like, so far at least, that we will not be shutting up on the podcast either. Definitely, definitely not. But there are some changes coming to the podcast. Yes. Jason, do you wanna do you wanna tell our viewers since you were the origin? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and actually, I just want to say that actually this 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 isn't out of reaction from the hiatus news. This isn't out of um, reaction from, from anything from Fantasy Flight um, or from the League or anything. This was more going in, looking forward into the term, looking forward to how our schedules are looking, um, going back to the office with working hours, not as much time at home. I've got less time at home, obviously, with a puking, pooping, archiving computer at home. (laughs) Uh, But how it affects our podcasting schedule and that it wasn't about the hiatus. And your loss of time. Yeah. Um, And so what we have decided to do and what we've been talking about before is going down to a bi-weekly schedule for the foreseeable future um and that means that we can focus on one more quality episodes um we can also and this is one thing that i want to do i'm also talking about not having much time but i've just been talking about wanting to put more time into the local game and try and push keyforge in my area so i want to use some of my keyforge time for the podcast of course because i love doing this and I also want to do local play. So I want to split my Keyforge time between that. And so going down to bi-weekly is something that we will discuss and agree that actually this is a good good way forward. Um, and we've had a really good start to the podcast. I don't know about how you guys feel, but I'm really satisfied just with, with the reaction that we've had and the people that have come into the Nordic Keyforge League from all over Europe and actually all over the world to get involved in what we're doing and 
yeah, I'm really pleased with it. But if we're going to keep going for as long as some of my other favorite podcasts or longer, we need to pace ourselves. So that's our news. Uh, we're saying for the foreseeable future because it, when Winds of Exchange come out, we're going to want to talk even more about that. So it might be that we go back to weekly. But and it might even be that we put the ad extra weekly episode in as well in between. So that's our news. Indeed. How do you guys feel about this? Well, uh, since I have been on a bi-weekly schedule since the beginning, I am quite happy because it means I will feel uh, that I'm more up to date on uh, what's happening. Yep. Uh, in the podcast and in the episodes. And yeah, I'm hoping maybe this means I can start doing stuff like. Uh, perplexing sophistry more often and that kind of thing also yeah just being able to plan have time to plan in the week uh, makes a lot of difference as well and uh, you guys might have also noticed that Mr. K-pop hasn't been um, in the last couple of episodes and uh, anyone in the league would have said that actually he's just having a little bit of a break from uh, to focus on his family um, for a few months as well. But uh, I'm sure he will also be back on the podcast sooner rather, hopefully, hopefully sooner rather later because um, we do miss his uh, voice here as well. We really do. We miss you, Linus. We miss you, Mr. K-pop. But take all your time. Yeah, look after those uh, mini K-pops well and uh, come back to us. All right, that's the news about the podcast. But uh, one of the biggest, perhaps, uh, or not the biggest, considering the enormity of the other announcement, but there was one big part of the announcement that we are looking forward to. And it is, of course, the next expansion. Right, guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you think? Winds of exchange. All, all new houses. Logos out. Uh, is it shadows out as well? Yeah, logos out, shadows out, untamed out. The only three houses that have been in all sets so far um, as well. So now when six set is, the sixth set is out, not one house has been every set, which is really, really fun. And of course, Mars is coming back. Yeah. Brobner is coming back and we have a new house as well. What's the new house, guys? What do you what do you think? I I am excited because I dislike Untamed a lot, and I've wanted something else instead of Shadows. And I also have never really liked Logos a lot. Unfortunately, Mars is the only house I dislike more. But but, but I'm excited to see how they provide the same kind of functions, but in new ways. I want to see other ways of providing card advantage. I want to see uh, things uh, punishing extra cards. I want to see like new new mechanics. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they have thought carefully about how to make the new sets competitive when you have logos out, you have this out, you have shadows out, you have untamed out. All of the powerhouses have gone away. Yeah. So I'm hoping they have thought about how to get those mechanics into the other houses. I've been thinking about that, actually, Jonas, this week. Um, And I reckon that the Winds of Exchange being in the name, there's going to be something to do with traders. There's going to be something to do with... And I'm thinking here to Exchange Officer and the, the, the Maverick side of him. Uh, and so maybe we're going to see some more characters switching house. 
we're going to see exchange of mechanics as well. So maybe some houses doing some things that they haven't done in the past. And maybe we're going to see some characters in the other houses that have been moved out coming back in as Mavericks at the same time because it's this whole exchange just in theory i had not thought this much about it i was like new <laughs> houses old houses out great yeah i mean there's times when it's two o'clock in the morning and your three-year-old is not getting back to sleep <laughs> and you're just having to sit and hold his hand when you your mind wanders so yeah uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of time that i've there where i've been able to give this thought but that's just one thing that i had from that so one thought I had, I think they have been on record saying that the 37th card in the deck, which in Dark Tidings was a Tide card, uh, it's something that they're going to keep in future sets. They haven't said that it's going to be the Tide card. No, you? they haven't said it's going to be the Tide card, and it's probably not going to be the Tide card in Winds of Exchange. It's probably going to be something new. So The Wind card! <laughs> <laughs> it's the Eastern Wind! It's the Northern Wind! Do they do different things? So there has there have been rumors about token creatures or something like that. That could be something they do with the 37th card. Oh, please, no. Sorry, when you just say token creatures, I just think Magic the Gathering and some of these mechanics that I didn't like in there and why I like Keyforge. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm sure that whatever they do with that 37th card is going yeah. to be a Keyforge thing, you know? Yeah. And it's going to be something that you can only do in Keyforge. So I'm excited to see what they can do with that. They can do maybe card a card that depends on what's in the rest of your deck or something like that, like a 37th card that depends on the other three houses in your deck or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I have no idea, but I, I'm excited to see what they do with that. I, I have obviously thought a lot less on it than you, but I also, I'm not usually much for speculation. I see new house, I like. I see new set, I press like. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll deal with it when it, when it arrives. That's more my, uh, my style of, of uh, dealing with the content. Yeah. So what's the, is it, is it going to be Skyborn? Is it going to be the Inspired? Or is it going to be another house that hasn't been talked about yet? I think it's going to be one of those. I think that the, the Skyborn are pirates and that the pirates uh, will have a important function in winds of exchange and trading. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I think that they are going to be the Shadows house. So I think the symbol, I mean, the picture is sort of, uh, the picture of the box is sort of not super high resolution, so it's hard to tell. But the symbol looks different from the symbols that are in the role-playing book, yeah. where they have symbols, house symbols for house inspired and for house skyborn. So that makes me think, okay, maybe it's something new, mm. something. Maybe they just put those houses in our minds as a red herring. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, I was very confused by that logo that looks like a ice cream cone. Yeah, you also think it looks like an ice cream. It, it does look yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, like an ice cream cone with um, kind of like cherries, um, a couple of cherries next to it. Um but I mean, the, the red circles, you can see it in the um, uh, the, the three-eyed guy, the, the, the guy with the three eyes in the, on the cover. He's got all these red, it's like a gold um, uh, shoulder plate uh, with all these red rubies in. 
um, there and the, the 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 guy sat behind. So it'd be interesting to see what comes out of that because I was convinced it was Skyball. Yeah, it, it it seems like something. Hopefully, it's something that changed up the game as much as Saurians mm. and Star Alliance yeah. and Unfathomable Unfathomable yeah. did. So yeah, yeah, that's. Uh... Pretty much summarizes our initial reactions and thoughts. But are we excited? Are we excited for for a new expansion, even if it's far in the future? Yes. Show us the cards. Give us a card. Yeah. Uh, I send us some spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or on your website, put up a card. Put up two cards. Yeah. Or on the Crucible cast. Yeah. Something. Something to keep the hype. Yeah. Uh, keep the hype going. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I stand by my a comment that I made after Worlds Collide, where people I, I saw a lot of kind of criticism about some of the Worlds Collide mechanics. I reckon set eight will be one of the like keyforging the the most prime it can be. I still think it's got a lot of growing to do to be the most perfectly balanced game. So I think set eight, but I think this is going to be a huge step closer. And I think there's still so much more planned. So I'm excited to see this step of on the development. How excited are you, Zaramis? Uh, I, uh, it's hard to say uh, because... You can feel the hype coming off your voice. <laughs> well, I was mentally prepared to move on from Keyforge, which was which is complicated. I have been starting looking at other games and so on. And it, it, I think it depends a lot on if they do rotations, for example. I want to get rid of Kota. I want to get rid of their own old design mistakes that were not meant to be. I want them to be able to do power creep without constantly having to uh, like include all the old cards that exist and how they might interact. Like I want Because as we discussed earlier... Uh, power creep is needed in some way because otherwise you don't want to buy new decks. But power creep in a game where everyone ca- always counts with being able to play every single deck in the past, it just creates bloat. I want new formats. I want mm. new new incentives to buy stuff, and I want communication. Yeah, because I want this to be a game where it feels like I can invest not just time and money, but also like enthusiasm and feel that enthusiasm return to me. And that would be very unique if Fantasy Flight games could do that for once. They've already killed games that I've loved before. And Keyforge looked like it was different with all their organized play plans and their tournament structures and shit. And now we're told, wait a year, but we will invest in it. And it's better than being told nothing, nothing, nothing over cancelling your game. Yeah. But it's not great. Yeah. I, I completely understand you're coming from there. However, the fact that it brought you back from looking at other games. Yeah. Yeah, it did. That speaks that speaks volumes, which is good. Zaramis is still in the game, everyone. Apparently. Yeah. The action figures may still happen. He can't quit before he has finished his quest to win the NKFL, right? I know, right? Oh, and back back to back promotions ending up in winning. We we need to yeah, we need we need to support that. Before we go on to the next thing, I have one question that I would like to talk about. What can we do? Uh, not just us three on the podcast, not just us in the Nordic Keyforge League server. But as Keyforge fans, what can we do to keep the game alive during hiatus? 
just at one thing each because I think this I've seen a lot of ne- negativity around um, and I just think if there's one thing we can all do what could that be if we just say one thing each um, I know we've talked about this for a bit too long but I do think this is an important point to touch on Hydra what do you think yeah for me just uh, engaging in the local community playing sealed in Stockholm playing online in the Nordic community that kind of thing uh, that's I could say more things, but that's the one thing uh, I, I will say. Yeah, Zaramis. Uh, I don't know actually. I uh, I don't know what would keep me excited right now. Like I, I think I will have to wait and see what actually happens. I'm mm. I want to play seal tournaments, but for seal tournaments to exist, we need decks, and it seems like the earlier like print runs are over and won't be released and then more or less fewer and fewer stores are are taking in the cards uh i haven't kept a bunch of un, unopened cards uh, around i want to like one of my favorite activities in keyforge was to get like six friends together and open one display each and then do a big draft at the end where we play not one but you play like four different decks and then you see who has the most wins overall not just because you got lucky and opened uh, a single a single deck, mm. but you were able to pilot several different decks to to uh, good from your display then. And then at the end you do a draft, a snake draft, where the person with the best win record gets the first pick of the, the six displays or whatever, and the next person gets the two picks, and the next person gets two, and so on. Yeah, it's gonna change. It's gonna change how we play the game as well. Yeah, I think in the next year. I think the one thing I that I, I, we can do, and I think I want to say is like, is like on social media and everything, just try and be as positive as you can, because just even even in the Facebook, which is not the greatest place to read so much Keyforge news, because there's so many people just spouting out so much negative stuff in Keyforge, posting clickbait, close posting, you know, things where, you know, and I had to engage this week and I don't normally do it, but it's just like if people are slightly interested in Keyforge and they find the Keyforge page and they come in and see people, oh Keyforge is dead, Keyforge is dead, of course they're not going to want to engage. Of course they're not going to want to learn what the game is. It's internet culture all over the place. I am playing another game where it's the same thing, but uh, yeah, and I'm just saying, do what you can just to be that positive voice in the room and say, actually, it's pretty good. We've got a pretty lively community here. We play in real life. We play online. Come and get involved. Um, just you know, dare to engage and just be positive. You don't need to make people feel bad and call them out in that way, but just to be positive and push people towards the lively place, push people towards NKFL server, push people towards the Swindle Tournaments server, which have tournaments on all the time, push people towards uh, the other Sanctimonious, Archon's Corner, Help and Future Self, yeah, all these active places as well, um, and just find them a place in the community. Um, I think that's where I want to finish this section on. Yep, I think that that's a good time to wrap the whole topic of the key future of Keyforge. But I think that's just good life advice. Get off Facebook and get into better communities. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on, we're going to give you a quick little update on the league and the situation there for those who uh, are interested in that. But for everyone else uh, who is not, this is the end of uh, today's episode. And uh, we hope to see you in two weeks time yes but now 
the Nordic Keyforge League update. Yeah, so for the Diamond Division, we have in the lead Sizox with 10 wins against 2 losses, a really great record. But trailing close behind are Zaramis and Lord Alatar, each with 9 wins, though Lord Alatar has one more match played. So he's 9 versus 6, while Zaramis is 9 versus 3. And uh, in the Platinum Division, the leader is probably Caspian DK. He's in number 2, but he has fewer games played than Algernon. Uh, so Caspian DK is at 9-3, and Algernon is at 9-6. Those two are in the lead, and they are followed by... Uh, two players at seven wins, uh, Irrelevant ID and Amr Taka. For the gold division, we have Kodwag in the lead uh, with a record of 11-1, which is crazy good. And uh, he's trailed by JPVG, who is also doing super well at 10 wins versus two losses, uh, showing why he has the why he's a diamond uh, division quality player. And uh, third place is Banan Permobile at seven wins and six losses. Probably my favorite username in... Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> fantastic username. <laughs> <laughs> Great, cool. Well, uh, Silver um, is the pretty exciting division this term. Um, up until... Yusavo and Yonkeking have played their game this week so far, but before that, it was um, Slow Aaron in first with 10 to 2, uh, myself coming up slowly behind with eight wins and four losses. And we have that top of the table clash this week, which is happening on Sunday. Um, that's then followed up by uh, Bone Smacker and uh, Jon Ticking, who on six wins, then Mikdir Martian Dog, uh, sorry, M Dog, um, was known on the podcast with four wins, and Tuban has three wins as well. So a couple of wins even from Tuban, um, and he can start climbing as well. Obviously, the heat is a little bit higher in this division because four people uh, go down. But it might even be a couple of two silver divisions next season anyway. So we'll see how the everything looks next year anyway. Next year? Next season. <laughs> <laughs> These are long seasons, tell me. <laughs> yeah, this week is, uh, has been like a year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, the one game in silver that has been played was Yosavo versus Yontaking. And it seems that Yosavo's gifts are turning into glory because he took a 3-0 win against Yontaking. Um, and he has now gone up to 10 wins and five losses um, and takes second place at the moment playing one game more than myself and Slow Aaron. So the I've, pressure is really on. I still have to play um, Slow Aaron, Yasavo, and also Bonesmacker. So that I'm playing the other the rest of the top four in my last game. So it could go completely wrong for me or I could be swimming gold next season. Um, bronze. Uh, we have uh, Sander, Seb and Hafnium who are, sorry, bronze. Yeah. Bronze um, with nine, both with nine wins and slowly up behind. We have Equi, um, 
I say that in uh, a French accent because it sounds like a, a French uh, username. It's quite a, quite a nice one. Uh, with eight wins, then we have Scheib uh, with seven, Octodog with six wins, Daniel with five, and Rolly with four. So it's all pretty tight down there. Rolly just needs a, a 3 nil, and he'll be right up there in fourth, for example, as well. So you can't write anyone off there. Um, but it does look like Sander Seven Hafenian will be uh, making a rise up into silver next season. Bronze B, we have Dick Rowland and Pack, both with 10 wins, um, followed up by Torvaldo, Tuvax, and Aurora with seven wins. Bayesian and Flocks have six and four, respectively, as well. So it looks like Pack and Dick Rowland both will be. Um, seeing silver next season as well so that is the fun league update also a shout out for anyone who does want to join there's still space for next season we've hit 46 people uh confirmed for season 14 which drum roll please a information went out today on the start of the new season which is the 18th of October is the start of season 14. Deck deadline is the 10th of October. Um, and the deadline to register coming back is the 30th of September. And so that's a shout out to anyone who is on uh, European time zones. Um, and we say that just so that it's easy for the people in the original time zone just to keep um keep up with uh good sleep patterns <laughs> i guess um and so european time zones we want to say come in welcome we have we actually have people from all over europe so far we don't have any italians uh we have a german there's maybe a couple of other germans coming and playing in uh next season um i think i'm the only official brit but i could i i think i'm more swedish <laughs> <laughs> I uh I identify as sweet more Swedish than British anyway. So anyone from the UK, you you know, that you're only an hour um behind. So um if you want to get involved, we are he is capping it at uh, 52 participants as well. So that's six people, still space for six people at time of recording. So if you want to come and get involved in probably the best um format in Keyforge so far six decks ban two protect one um and then you play with three out of four in a triad um then uh yeah come and get involved the link is on nkfl.online and it's clear as day there um if you can't find the button then get some glasses <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I guess there is a link there for the for the Discord server as well. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, for the Discord server to come in, and all you have to do is say, "I'm in in the." It's called NKFL Season 14 League as well. Um, you can also sign up for the Patreon and uh, support the league as well. But it's all pretty well run by uh, Jonas Sizox as well. So uh, we have a lot to be thankful for him and uh, for the amazing stuff that he's been doing this uh for the last 13 seasons actually going into season 14 as well so uh thank you um yeah so i think that's it yeah and i just want to say even if you don't want to league come onto the discord server just to say hi to uh, to your friendly podcast hosts and <laughs> yeah. everyone in our community yeah. we've been gate crashed by so many americans in the last um 
uh, in the last couple of weeks as well. So, um, yeah, just come and join the party. We've got other events going on. We've got a cup. We've got um, something called a Seven Wonders of Sass coming up as well. I'm not going to go into it anymore. We don't have time. Uh, but there's something that's going to be starting up in a couple of weeks. There's also King of the Hill. There's solo play discussions, online tournaments. Ah, so much stuff going on in server over here. So come and join the party and tell us how much you love us. I mean, come and you know tell us how much you love Keyforge. <laughs> and and how and tell us about your Zarami section figures. Yeah, exactly. It might be lost on a few people, but it's something that Sizox suggested that we do because Zaramis does have a, quite a lot of fans coming behind, coming from his uh, his rise to you know as many promotions as he's been involved in the league anyway. So uh, I think that's pretty impressive as well. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I hope that you are all excited to continue playing this game, engaging with the community and playing online or locally, even with these mixed news coming from FFG. And if we tough it out over the next year, we think this game will have a great future. Cool. Okay. See you next time, guys. Forge on and prosper. Bye. Bye. When we reported, sorry, when we recorded, recorded seven years ago, so seven days ago. We have been hit by a time quake. <laughs> we really have, yeah. <laughs> Final the Fantasy Flight Games. Final Fantasy. Fantasy Flight Games. Final Fantasy. Um, Final Fantasy. Fantasy Flight. <laughs>